I got my canned wine cracked open. I got my bad attitude. Let's do it. You're listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Each week, we will be bringing you a pub quiz style program with five rounds of varying themes consisting of eight questions each. We also start every episode with a bonus anagram, which will be due at the end of the episode after the answers for round five. If you'd like, we have a PDF scoring sheet available on our website, TriviaTimePodcast.com, which you can use to answer along. Each correct answer will be worth one point unless specified otherwise. Get together with your trivia team or play solo, at home, or on the go, because it's trivia time. Welcome to episode 55 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I am your host, Kelly Sharon, and I'm joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Hi there. This is going to be a really fun episode, but before we get to it, just want to remind you that our October visual round is actually posted on our website. It features celebrities in costumes, and it's pretty fun, so check it out. Check it out. Part of the reason why this episode is going to be a rad one is because we actually have special guests coming to join us for the last half of our program. As we mentioned last week, Kelly and I did a guest spot on the trivia podcast Quiz Quiz Bang Bang. And that episode is actually available now if you want to hear us flex our stuff on a different program. It is episode 80 and we played under the team name Tater Thoughts, naturally. So give it a listen. It was tons of fun. Big thanks to David and Annie Flora for having us. We had so much fun on their program and we're so excited to join them on our program as they contribute a special round later in this episode. And we can't wait. All right, it's time to get to our bonus anagram of the week. This will be due at the end of our program after we reveal the answers to round five, so you have plenty of time to work on it. Our bonus anagram is Pita Van Merck, P-I-T-A-V-A-N-M-U-R-K. And the question or clue that goes along with this anagram is, who released a self-help book in 2009 that included the following advice? Sexual harassment is never acceptable and we must stand against it. At the same time, learn to figure out when a hoot or holler is indeed a form of harassment and when it's merely a good-natured tease that you can give back in kind. Trash. Isn't that the worst? That's the worst. Moving on to round one. Round number one is called Bang. In honor of our special guests and fellow trivia podcast friends from Quiz Quiz Bang Bang, we crafted this general knowledge round where all answers include the word bang or the letters B-A-N-G in order. Question number one. Susanna Hoffs fronted what all-female pop rock group that had five top ten hits throughout the 1980s? Question number two. Dhaka is the capital city of what South Asian country? Question number three. What heavy metal and hard rock music video TV program debuted in 1987 on MTV and was considered one of the network's flagship shows, airing for eight years? Question number four. 
This term for a British dish of sausages and potatoes served with gravy gained popularity during World War II and remains a popular comfort food today. What is it most commonly referred to as? Question number five. What top 10 hit pop song was released in 2014 and featured a collaboration between Jesse J, Ariana Grande, and Nicki Minaj and opens with the lyrics, Sure she got a body like an hourglass, but I can give it to you all the time. Sure she got a booty like a Cadillac, but I can send you into overdrive. Question number six. What 2005 dark comedy features a scene where the main character takes a beating from some thugs named Mr. Frying Pan and Mr. Fire? This film also includes a character who is an openly gay private investigator who goes by the name Gay. What is this movie? Question number seven. The 1971 hit song, Get It On, by British glam rock group T-Rex, was retitled to what when released in the U.S.? Question number eight. What American sitcom TV show brought us the catchphrase, Bazinga, accompanying scenes with clever pranks or sick burns? We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round one. Bang! Question number one. Susanna Hoffs fronted the popular female pop rock group, The Bangles. They had some cute pop songs. I like them. For sure. I was more of a Go-Go's kind of girl, but I'm not mad at the Bengals. Can't be mad. No. Question number two. Dhaka is the capital city of Bangladesh. Question number three. The MTV Heavy Metal music video TV program that debuted in 1987 is Headbangers Ball. So I remember when I was a kid, uh, I would stay up late with my oldest sister, Maggie, and we would watch Headbangers Ball. I was never like a big metal head, but I got in kind of an industrial music stage. So we would watch like Ministry and back when MTV used to play music videos, crazy. Yeah, that's no longer their function. <laughs> now they only play reality garbage that appeals to the likes of Kelly and Zach. Whoop whoop. Boo hiss. I feel appealed to. Question number four. This term for a popular British dish of sausages and potatoes served with gravy is bangers and mash. I'd rather only have the potatoes, thank you. Yeah, I can't really get behind this. Question number five. The 2014 hit pop song that featured a collaboration between Jessie J, Ariana Grande, and Nicki Minaj is Bang Bang.
Love that song. I love that song too. It was a great collab. Do you remember when it first came out? Every single drag show. Mm. Oh my gosh. A mainstay. Probably still is. So good. Every other song was a new queen dancing to Bang Bang again. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like coordinate. Only one person gets it tonight, guys. Right. Draw straws, ladies. Question number six. The 2005 dark comedy film featuring a scene where the main character takes a beating from some thugs named Mr. Frying Pan and Mr. Fire is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I never watched this one, did you? No. I'm going to ask our friends when they arrive if this is what their podcast name is based on. I think it is. I mean, yeah, it sounds like it. Maybe they really like that movie. I don't know. We're going to ask them. We're going to get to the bottom of this, Kel. All right. Deal. Put our investigative glasses on. (laughs) Oh, my God. Nothing gets past us here at Trivia Time. Right. (laughs) Including obvious references. (laughs) (laughs) Real gumshoes on the the case. Question number seven. The 1971 hit T-Rex song, Get It On, was retitled when released in the U.S. to... Bang a gong, get it on. This song is great. It's such a classic. I actually have it on a seven inch record from the 70s, and it's, oh, wow. it's fantastic. Mark Boland's a stud. Question number eight The TV show that brought us the catchphrase Bazinga is The Big Bang Theory. That's some uh, comedy gold right there. Yeah, bazinga. Whoa, <laughs> yow, boing. <laughs> cool. Also starring Blossom. Moving on to round two. Round number two is our audio round. This one is called Period Two Math. It is a music round featuring songs and or artists with mathematical sounding titles or names. You will get a half point for song title and a half point for recording artist. One. Six. Five. 
seven. Love me one time. Could not speak. Love me one time, baby. Yeah, my knees got weak. Eight. I try to ignore him, talk to the Lord, pray for him, but some fools just love to perform. You know the type, loud as a motorbike, but wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. And only thing that's gonna happen is I'ma get the clapping, and he and his boys gonna be yapping to the captain. And there I go trapped in a Kit Kat again. Back through the system with the rip rap. Here are the answers for round two, period two, math. Song number one was No Problem by Chance the Rapper. Song number two was Add It Up by the Violent Femmes. Song number three was To Become One by the Spice Girls. Song number four was Counting Stars by One Republic. Song number five was Break You Off by The Roots. Song number six was Love Will Tear Us Apart by Joy Division. Song number seven was Love Me Two Times by The Doors. And song number eight was 99 Problems by Jay-Z. There's a lot of really great songs on this list. Yes, it's a good one. No Problem by Chance the Rapper was like the best song that came out that year. He's adorable. So cute. Love it when he wears those little red overalls. Oh my God. It's ridiculous. I know. Also, Break You Off by The Roots is a great blast from the past. Yeah. They are legends. Joy Division, right up my alley. I don't have to tell you that twice. Nope. Yeah, this was a good round. Yeah, I love it. Moving on to round three. As we teased at the beginning of our program, we are now joined by our friends, the hosts of Quiz Quiz Bang Bang, David and Annie Flora. Hi, guys. The tease is over. (laughs) Prepare to be no longer teased. (laughs) Good. I don't like being teased anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having us on the show, guys. thank you, guys. Sure. Before we turn things over to you guys, though, we did have a question for you that came up in our round one. Bang. So one of the answers was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And then we were like, is that their favorite movie? Is that where they got their podcast name? So not our favorite movie. It's a good movie. It's it's fun um, from what I remember of it. That's the film noir uh, with Val Kilmer, right? Correct. It is sort of the where we got the name from, just that phrase. It lended itself well to the pun. It's more our love of puns than our love of that specific movie. Yeah. That's how we yeah. landed on Quiz Quiz Bang Bang. That one stuck out, and then we decided to go with the uh, the overall theme of it, too, with the noir stuff, just for aesthetics. Yeah. We almost did Quiz Me Deadly. Yeah. Ooh. Good options on the table. I like it. 
I love that graphic that you guys have where you're on the um, noir novel cover. Oh, yeah. That's an L.A. artist, I believe. Aster Alexander did that. He does a lot of kind of pulp covers of things like uh, famous video game characters. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, and he also did all the, like, Disney princesses, but as noir, femme fatale kind of characters. So, yeah, it's it's fun. Ooh, I like that. That's right up my alley. Cool. So before we dive into this round, do you all want to tell us a little bit about your program and where our listeners can find it and tune in? Yeah. Uh, If you just Google Quiz Quiz Bang Bang, it's on whatever your preferred listening devices. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, all those other podcast apps. And uh, quizbangpod.com is our website. And we're also on social media. If you like Lego pictures, we do trivia questions with Lego pictures. So that's... uh, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter were varieties of Quiz Quiz Bang Bang or Quiz Bang Podcast. Their Lego pictures are adorable and really clever. They actually did a whole scene with Lego versions of Kelly and myself to promote the episode that we were on on their show, and it like made our day. It was amazing. My little character was all goth. Yeah. <laughs> had tattoos. Mm-hmm. Kelly had cute glasses. It was great. <laughs> it's so cute. So cute. We like it. Thank you. So moving on to round three, and here, we're happy to turn things over to David and Annie. Thanks, guys. We have an eight-question round called It's All Greek Gods to Me. And these are eight questions, the answers of which are all going to be incorporating the name of a Greek god. And these, uh, these can be major or minor gods, but we did leave out beasties and any like kings or heroes kind of thing so it's mainly just gods and it's general knowledge there's all sorts of questions in there fun well let's get started with question one what's the name of the jamaican bureaucrat and accountant at planet express in the animated show futurama question two What noted venue for African-American performers in New York's Harlem neighborhood is well known for its executioner, a man with a broom who would shoo bad performers off the stage? Question three. What 1995 comedy earned Mira Sorvino a Best Supporting Actress Oscar? Question four. The second U.S. Navy nuclear-armed submarine-launched ballistic missile system, powered by a two-stage solid-fuel rocket, was named after which Greek god? Question five. What element on the periodic table was named after the generation of gods that preceded the Olympians? Question six. Winning eight Tonys at the 73rd Annual Tony Awards in 2019, what musical takes its name from a setting in the story of Orpheus and Eurydice? Question seven. Active from 1942 to 1978, the U.S. Women's Army Corps featured an insignia with a profile of which Greek deity. 
And question eight, which goddess of witchcraft, ghosts, sorcery, crossroads, and entrances is mentioned in Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream and debatedly mentioned in Macbeth? We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round three. It's all Greek gods to me. And we thought it would be a little bit fun to mix up our format a little bit since we have some guests here and Kelly and I are going to attempt to guess the answers (laughs) for this round and they will do the same for the following two rounds as we are revealing the answers to you all. This one was really hard. Ooh, some toughies in there. (laughs) It was fun to write. It was kind of a challenge. Question one. What's the name of the Jamaican bureaucrat and accountant at Planet Express in the animated show Futurama? I don't know this one. Do you know this one, Cal? Not at all. Futurama is one of those like black holes in trivia that I always think I should invest more time in and I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but then I was also thinking like what gods have Jamaican sounding names even and I don't even really know that either. So I'm going to guess Artemis just randomly all right and the correct answer is hermes conrad sure (laughs) (laughs) the more you know question two what noted venue for african-american performers in new york's harlem neighborhood had a guy that would shoo performers who were bad off the stage what'd you guys think this one we were pretty sure about. I think this is the only one that we were sure about. Yep. <laughs> I would agree with that. So we're going to guess Apollo. We feel pretty confident that it's Apollo. You felt right. It is the Apollo Theater. Woo. Yeah. Question three. What 1995 comedy earned Mira Sorvino a Best Supporting Actress Oscar? I think I know this one. It's Mighty Aphrodite, I think, which I believe was a Woody Allen film not a big fan there go figure (laughs) and the correct answer is mighty aphrodite good work nice job ricky turning the tables on you quiz master (laughs) (laughs) handling it with grace and that was a woody allen yes and you are correct that is woody allen Mm -hmm. yeah i heard that recently kate winslet had this really just sort of brash tell-all interview where she talks about regretting ever working with all these Hollywood jerks, including Woody Allen. She was just like, I have no idea why I did that. Oh, really? Which I kind of love that she's like stepping back and owning the fact that she did not need to do that for her career and that doing that was actually like not a great move considering he's a turd and a half. (laughs) Yeah, I think for some reason, I don't know why, but Woody Allen kind of got to keep going with his career and get elite actors and actresses to be in it and it didn't impact them. But I think maybe since the Me Too movement, I think now people are actually acknowledging that they should not work with Woody Allen. So it'll be interesting to see. Correct. I know it kind of broke my heart when Kate Blanchett did Blue Jasmine because she's like one of my all-time favorites. And I was like, why, girl? Why are you going there? You don't need that guy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think Mira Sorvino uh, actually came out recently and said how she kind of rebuffed Harvey Weinstein and it affected her the rest of her career. Because, I mean, she went from Best Supporting Actress Oscar to kind of not doing much, I don't think. Mm. 
Yeah, she definitely fell off. I had a good friend that said that Harvey Weinstein looked like an everything bagel. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny and so true, but I love it. I love it when descriptions like, how does that make sense? But I know what you mean. Yeah, totally. (laughs) It's like so abstract, but so spot on. (laughs) So for question four, I was asking for the name of the U.S. Navy nuclear-armed submarine-launched ballistic missile. It was named after which Greek god? What'd you guys think? I did not know this one. I was just going to guess Zeus because he's like the dude. (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea. It sounds masculine. Well, it is masculine. The clue in here is U.S. Navy. Poseidon? And submarine. They called it the Poseidon. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I just thought, like, oh, obviously there's water ties. So can I re-guess Poseidon for a half point? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's your show and your rules, so. (laughs) Half point. For these missiles, uh, that was the second that they had developed. The first one was Polaris. And then all the ones after the Poseidon missile were tridents. So they kind of kept on that theme (laughs) after that. Question five. What element on the periodic table was named after the generation of gods that preceded the Olympians? Uh, Have you seen the Hercules Disney movie? Forever ago. Right. Trying to think of ways to get there. (laughs) Trying to think of like elements even. Mm, Yeah. No. There's a... um, DC Comics cartoon that is very popular that uses this name. Are they the Titans? Oh, the Teen Titans? Titanium. There you go. Titanium for the Titans. We got there. Yay! We only needed several clues. (laughs) I can list all the name of the Titans, though, if that helps. I'm Raven, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) Nice. That's so Raven. Yes. Yeah, I guess it was called after the Titans because the Titans were locked away far underground, which reflected the difficulty of extracting titanium from ore. It also just reminds me of that Sia song, Titanium. Question six. Winning eight Tonys at the 73rd Annual Tony Awards in 2019... What musical takes its name from a setting in the story of Orpheus and Eurydice? This one best musical, as well as seven other awards, and score, I think it won score as well. I feel like we should get musical questions correct. I know, I don't know. Hermilton. Oh. Hermilton. <laughs> Hermilton. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, if Zach was here, he'd clean up on this, right, Kel? Yeah. Yeah. He would. For sure. We're letting him down. I don't know this one. Um, I'm going to guess Mean Girls, the musical. The Greek god girl. (laughs) Minus the Greek god. Uh, This one actually is Hades Town. All right. There you go. Oh, I don't even even think I know that. I don't feel like it got a lot of buzz. But it won a bunch of awards. But it won eight Tonys. Wow. Yeah, and I I don't think I really knew about it until the Tonys, and then yeah. I saw a couple of songs, and I was just like, I want to see Good that. Good music, it yeah. Looks, it looks really cool. So when Broadway opens up again, we'll go see it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Deal. Question seven. Actor from 1942 to 1978, the U.S. Women's Army Corps featured an insignia with the profile of which Greek deity? Kelly, do you know this one at all? 
No. I'm gonna guess Aphrodite, just because she was like, you know, a feminine badass with a great profile. Um, yeah, but I actually don't know this one either. The answer is Pallas Athena or just Athena. We can accept either. That makes sense. Still starts with an A, half point. Thank you. Half point. <laughs> yeah. Granted. Okay. <laughs> a lot of the stuff, and I, I guess the Congressional Medal of Honor, at least for a while, and some of them may still have a picture or depicts Minerva. And I didn't want to go with Minerva because we wanted to specifically go with Greek gods in this. But um, Minerva appears a lot in military things, I, I think. Hmm. I think they're trying to get it changed to the Statue of Liberty instead of Minerva now. Hmm. Fun facts abound. Yeah. The more you know. <laughs> yeah, the fun facts that our listeners are used to from Kelly and I are just like, so on Real Wives of Orange County, when she was wearing those pink pumps, it was a reference to total garbage. Big time stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last one we got for you, question eight. The goddess of witchcraft, ghosts, sorceries, crossroads, and entrances is mentioned in Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream and, debatedly, mentioned in Macbeth. Who was that? I was going to guess Eros, because I feel like Eros comes up in some Shakespeare stuff. But again, I could be wrong. I think you're right. I think Eros does come up in Shakespeare, but not for this one. Dang it. This one is actually Hecate. Tecate? She's also the goddess of Mexican beer. <laughs> My kind of lady. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Hecate. So I said debatedly in Macbeth because there's apparently a whole scene where Hecate comes in and berates the weird sisters for not calling her to talk to Macbeth himself. And some scholars think that that scene wasn't actually written by Shakespeare. It was written later by Thomas Middleton who wrote a play called The Witch in 1616. Oh. A lot of productions, most everyone, I don't think I've ever seen one, has nixed that scene. Wow. I thought for sure you were going to get the goddess of the witches, Ricky. I know. Honestly. <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> not feeling great about myself right now. Oh, never. I've got some learning to do. Well, thanks a lot, guys. That was a very humbling round. That was a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to humble. <laughs> Moving on to round four. Round number four is called Women at the Helm. This celebrity pop culture round is on female filmmakers. Question number one. Directed by Ava DuVernay, what 2014 film featured the Academy Award-winning song Glory performed by Common and John Legend. Question number two. What cult film, directed by Mary Heron, features Christian Bale engaged in a killing spree with the tagline, Killer Looks? Question number three. In Love and Basketball, which was directed by Gina Prince-Bythewood, the two leads play for what private California university? Question number four. What Amy Heckerling 1995 film is an adaptation of Jane Austen's Emma, 
but set in Beverly Hills with copious amounts of plaid and slang. Question number five. What film is the only Best Picture Academy Award winner to have been directed by a woman? Question number six. Featured in both of Greta Gerwig's solo directorial films, what actress played the titular character in Lady Bird, as well as Joe March in the 2019 Little Women adaptation? Question number seven. The 1993 Jane Campion film The Piano featured what actress in her first film role for what she won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress, making her the second youngest winner in Oscar history. Question number eight. Before The Virgin Suicides, what screenwriter, director, and producer made her film debut as an infant in her father's film, The Godfather? We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round four, Women at the Helm. Question number one. The 2014 Ava DuVernay film that featured the Academy Award-winning song, Glory. What do you all think? So we were thinking Selma. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is correct. Selma. I love Ava DuVernay. She can kind of do no wrong in my book. Question number two. The cult film with the tagline, Killer Looks, that featured Christian Bale engaged in a killing spree is... What did you all have? We were thinking of American Psycho. Yes, American Psycho. So I'm actually surprised that a woman directed that movie because it includes such like disgusting displays of male aggression and, and violence and whatnot that, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that surprises me. Yeah, when I found that out, I was like, what? I enjoyed that movie. It's got a great satire, with especially like in the business card <laughs> scene. Question number three. In Love and Basketball, the two leads play for the private California University. What did you all think? This one we weren't sure about. Annie, what did you think? Well, I put down UCLA because I was like, that seems like it's in California. And I, I thought it might have been Stanford. <laughs> and I then agreed with him. <laughs> <laughs> it is USC or University of Southern California. So you were... Close. If you could have combined the Los Angeles and the private, you would have been right there. And it was closer. Uh, Love and Basketball is one of Kelly's partner Abe's favorite movies. How many times a year does he make you watch it? Anytime he's like sad or happy, we have to watch it. Um, <laughs> it's his go-to. Didn't you guys see it on the big screen like live last year too? Yeah, for his birthday last year, we saw it on a rooftop in Hollywood. And But Love and Basketball fans are crazy. I mean, they are all so devoted. People were there with like their love and basketball hats on, like all kinds of wow. things. And I was like, really? I didn't know it had a cult following. That's so funny. Yeah. Ball is life. The rest is just details. <laughs> <laughs> Question number four. 
1995 Amy Heckerling film set in Beverly Hills with a copious amount of plaid and slang is... Clueless. Yes, exactly. A classic. A classic Jane Austen adaptation there. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's great. It's really well done. Like, it's it's a good adaptation. <laughs> oh, it's super fun. Yeah. It holds up. It, it does up. hold up. And Paul Rudd's the same age. It's amazing. Sure. Seriously, he looks the same. <laughs> yeah. Question number five. The only Best Picture Academy Award winning film to have been directed by a woman is... What did you all say? The Hurt Locker. Exactly. Some some Catherine Bigelow, Hurt Locker. And my favorite part about that was that she beat out her ex-husband, James Cameron, for Avatar, which I just thought was brilliant. Because that was like <laughs> the biggest movie of, you know, the decade or whatever. And then she just was like, but I'll take the prize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. And I think hers was, you know, like a, a much smaller budget and everything. And uh, yeah, so it was it was pretty satisfying yeah. to have her win. <laughs> Agreed. But the fact that it took that long for a woman to even win the prize is a joke. Yeah. Yeah. And no one has won it since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not great. Question number six. Featured in both of Greta Gerwig's solo directorial films, her favorite leading lady is... That would be Saoirse Ronan. Yes. She's one of my favorite leading ladies, too. She's so cute and talented. She's yeah. so great. Yeah. Lady Bird was the best. Yeah, she's she's incredible. I loved Lady Bird. Did you guys hear that she's in an upcoming movie with Kate Winslet where they hook up? I did hear that. I forget the name of it, but I was like, I'd watch that. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> sign me up. Is it The Favorite 2? The Favorite one is my favorite movie that has come out in the last like 25 years. I loved that movie so much. It was great. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, so good. Question number seven. The piano star who won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress in her first film role at the age of 11 was... What did you all have? We're not sure on this one. I put down Anna Paquin. Stop there. You're correct. <laughs> Anna Paquin. Great. <laughs> Don't go further. <laughs> I remember seeing her win this award, and I was a kid right around her age, and I just remember feeling incredibly unaccomplished Yeah, <laughs> from my small town couch in Oregon. I was like, wait, what? What, what have I been doing with my life this past decade? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but I do have a fun fact. When Jane Campion was nominated, she was the only second woman to be nominated in 1993, which is not that long ago. And there's only been five total and only one have won. So I don't know about you guys, but I don't love that math. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, not great. Not great. No. Question number eight. Before directing The Virgin Suicides, the filmmaker who first hit the screen as an infant in The Godfather is... What did you all think? We thought Sofia Coppola. Absolutely. That is correct. I loved The Virgin Suicides, and it also had a really incredible soundtrack yeah. that had a lot of songs by that band Air. I love Air. Yeah, really <laughs> cool stuff. But another fun fact is that Sofia Coppola's cousin is Nicolas Cage. Sort of an unlikely pairing there. Oh. You guys killed it for round four. Yeah. Oh, Thanks. Thank y'all. That was exciting. Good stuff. Moving on to round five. So as always, round number five is our connection round. It is a series of seven seemingly unrelated questions and answers that are somehow 
connected? So the answer to number eight will be the connection. Question number one. What Japanese anime TV series was created by Akira Toriyama and centers around a main character by the name of Goku? Question number two. What five-piece pop vocal group released the two hit singles, Wannabe and Say You'll Be There, in the 1990s, among other hits? Question number three. What 2017 biographical crime drama film was directed by Aaron Sorkin and starred Jessica Chastain as the leader of an elite underground poker empire? Question number four. What catchphrase and meme used by teenagers or young adults to dismiss or mock attitudes typically associated with people born in the two decades following World War II drew attention in late 2019 from a viral TikTok video? Question number five. Currently under construction on the Las Vegas Strip, Resorts World, a Chinese-themed hotel and casino, is being built on the site of what former iconic resort and casino that opened in 1958 and operated for nearly 50 years before being demolished by implosion in 2007? Question number six. What type of animal was the titular character in the Hanna-Barbera cartoon, The Quick Draw McGraw Show, an animated series of short films set in the Old West? Question number seven. What Grammy award-winning American country musician developed her sound and style under the guidance of her sister, Loretta Lynn, and is known for her floor-length hair. The singer scored her first major hit in 1975 with the single, Wrong Road Again. Who is she? It's connection time, and question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. And just as a reminder, the bonus anagram will be due at the end of this round. Here are the answers for round five, our connection round. Question number one. The Japanese anime TV series that centers around a main character named Goku is... Any ideas? We don't watch a lot of anime, but um, we thought maybe it was Dragon Ball Z. That's correct. We did it. Nice work. Done and done. <laughs> Round six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Close the book. I, I'm willing to bet you got number two, so... We could safely move to this one. If you didn't get number two, Kelly might have a little less respect for you guys. No big deal. (laughs) Question number two. 
The five-piece pop group behind the 90s hits Say You'll Be There and Wannabe is... If you wanna be my lava, you gotta answer Spice Girls. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, I love it. The Spice Girls is correct. Okay, pop quiz. What are the names of the five Spice Girls? Whoa. Whoa. Oh boy. Okay. The 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 real or the stage names? Um, both. Go. There's Posh. Who's Victoria, Victoria Beckham. Beckham? Scary. Who's Mel B? Spicy. <laughs> spicy, spicy, spice. 40, There's 40. no spicy spice. Spicy spice. <laughs> spicy spice. 40. Uh, is Mel C? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yes. Ginger. Ginger's Jerry Halliwell. Ooh. And the and the fifth one, Baby. Baby. Who's, um? What what is her name? Think Jane Austen. <laughs> Emma. There you go. <laughs> so good. Elizabeth Bennett. (laughs) Her name is Mr. Darcy, the Vicar Spice. And Spicy Spice. You can advance to question number three. Question number three. The 2017 crime drama starring Jessica Chastain as the leader of an elite underground poker empire is... Any guesses here, y'all? Hold them, Texas. <laughs> Hold them if you got them. F- Fold them chairs. Uh... Underground aces. <laughs> Honestly, the words "hold them" and Jessica Chastain seems really appealing to me. <laughs> Ooh. She's a beautiful woman. <laughs> she is. I, I, I'm a fan of hers, and I'm a fan of Aaron Sorkin. But I, I can't even say I like it. Doesn't even ring any bells. And 2017 yeah. isn't that long ago. So I don't know how I just missed it. But it kind of was under the radar. So the answer is Molly's Game. Hmm. Wow. We'll have to check it out. Yeah, this movie was actually really great. Yeah, it was good. Question number four. The catchphrase used by youngsters to adults to dismiss or mock attitudes associated with slightly older generations is... What did you all think? Okay, boomer. Yes. Okay, boomer. Sometimes it just fits. <laughs> I'm a fan of this one. <laughs> yeah, it just works. Question number five. Resorts World, a Chinese-themed hotel and casino, is being built on the site of the former iconic casino. Any ideas here? We weren't sure, and sadly, we were just there, I think, last year. I was thinking maybe the Mirage? We'll just say the Mirage. It's still there, and I'm aware of it because of the White Tigers. Yes, so crazy. Oh. Oh. One of my personal mascots, no big deal. Mm. (laughs) We probably would have said Circus Circus, but we actually went to that one, so we know that was still around. Ew, it has that decrepit, crazy indoor amusement park there, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. In the amusement park area, there's this mural of this clown, and I forget what his name was, but he looked like really demented and wild, and it said like, and this time he's not just honking his nose. And I was like, what? Oh my God. I don't like that. <laughs> oh, I don't like that at all. Ugh. I'm a, that's a pass. <laughs> so troubling. Well, none of that was correct. <laughs> the answer is the stardust. Stardust. Which I've never heard of. Oh my God. Sorry. I loved the stardust so much, but the stardust was this like, 
iconic hotel casino. The Welcome to Las Vegas sign design is basically adapted from the Stardust sign. It was around forever. It was further down the strip and just became like one of the dumpier casinos, which is why I loved it. I actually went there within weeks of right before it shut down. It was like sad and awesome at the same time. But the car dealer I had was this elderly lady with this really high ponytail. And she had glasses, but only one of the lenses was in. And she just kept looking at me. She liked me. And she was doing this like wild ponytail helicopter kind of trick. (laughs) And then also would just pop her thumb through the um, empty side of her glasses and just like wink at me. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, I got you, girl. (laughs) I think it was because I was the only one at the table that was tipping. But yeah, Stardust, classy place. I'm a big fan. Amazing. Question number six. The type of animal that Quick Draw McGraw was is... Any guesses? I believe he was a dog. A blue dog? A hound dog? I think you're thinking about Huckleberry Hound. Oh, am I? Oh. Any other guesses? The only Hanna-Barbera stuff I know is that elephant. I think you're thinking about Babar. Are you talking about Babar? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well then I don't know what... (laughs) Was he a horse? Yes. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. I was thinking of Huckleberry Hound because I was picturing him as blue. Mm -hmm. Question number seven. The long-haired country musician and sister of Loretta Lynn with the 1975 hit Wrong Road Again is... Any ideas? It's Lila Lynn, her younger sister. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) That'd be cute, though. (laughs) Do you have any guesses, David? I I feel like this is one I I will recognize if I hear it. It is Crystal Gale. I'm really not into the floor-length hair. Yeah, it's too much. It just seems like uh, really tedious. Yeah. Every time you sit down, like let's say maybe, maybe on the toilet, there's hair there. Oh, God. No, no. I don't like that. No, thank you. I don't no, like no, no. it And the answer to question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. And we had answers like... Dragon Ballsy. The Spice Girls. Molly's Game. OK, Boomer. The Stardust. A Horse. And Crystal Gale. So one guess we have for the connection is slang for drugs. Ding, 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 ding. ding, ding, ding. And all of those answers include slang terms for drugs. Nice. Andy got that one after Molly's game. (laughs) Yeah. After Molly, I was like, oh, (laughs) drugs. Good work. When I was actually doing research for this connection around, I was looking up slang terms for drugs. I was dying. There were so many that are just really funny, and some of them are dumb, but some of them were cracking me up. Like for mushrooms, they're called pizza toppings. (laughs) And I don't know why that one got me. That one really did. For marijuana, it's like a known slang term to call it good butt. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like that's some good butt. Like, excuse me? Good job on that connection, though. (laughs) Returning to our bonus anagram of the week, our anagram for this week was Pita Van Merck. And the questioner clue that went along with this anagram is, who released a self-help book in 2009 that included the following advice? Sexual harassment is never acceptable, and we must stand against it. At the same time, learn to figure out when a hoot or holler is indeed a form of harassment and when it's merely a good-natured tease that you can give back in kind. And the answer is... Do you all want to take any stabs at it? That's a weird piece of advice. 
Oh, it's total garbage advice. It's not good advice is what it is. It's the worst. <laughs> Do you have any guesses, David? No, I'm trying to think of a name with a V. Oh, a V. We don't know. <laughs> the answer is Ivanka Trump. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Boo hiss. I mean, it, it makes sense she would say this, but it's not cool. Because catcalls are so kind. I think she should shut up not give any more advice like maybe ever yeah no that's good 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 advice for her yeah that, that's that sounds Pretty good agreed on that when she authored that book that was called like women who work and like the ongoing theme of it was just that you have to rely on your staff and team and crew all these working women were like who's that where are they like can i have one like <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait a second yeah garbage that's funny the rest of us don't just have a team of people to do all of our responsibilities and right. work. Seriously. This is not sound advice to anybody other than some heiress with no morals. <laughs> 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 Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Thank you to our guests, David and Annie Flora of Quiz Quiz Bang Bang. Would you all mind telling us a little bit about your program and where we can direct our listeners? Yeah, so our show, we do a weekly trivia episode uh, three times out of the month. It's just David and me doing questions and answers. So it's a little hit it and quit it, 20-minute trivia episode. And then once a month, we have special guests. If you guys listen to our last group episode, you guys will hear your favorite trivia hosts, uh, Ricky and Kelly, over on... Who's that? <laughs> Who, who is it uh, on our on our last one? But we've also had some uh, fun guests along the way for fans of Hello from the Magic Tavern. We've had Adol Rafai on. We've had professional wrestler Colt Cabana on. And then we also do expert episodes with people. So those are themed episodes. And we've had the archivist from the Chicago Symphony Orchestra on. We've had brewers from Goose Island Brewery on for a beer episode. So we do a little little bit of everything. So You can find all that on quizbangpod.com. You can search for us on Facebook. We're at Quizbang Podcast. We're on Instagram with Lego pictures and trivia questions at Quiz Quiz Bang Bang and at Twitter, QuizbangPod. Yeah, their program's really great. So if you like Trivia Time, you will likely like their show too. So be sure and check it out. Check it out. Thank you guys yes, for having us Yes, thank you so on. much. It's a lot of fun. This is fun. Yeah, this was fun. Thanks for coming by, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks thank for you. having us. Thanks for listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Tune in every week for new episodes. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions or feedback. Our email address is triviatimepodcast at gmail.com. And our website is TriviaTimePodcast.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for weekly round reveals, free answers, and bonus questions. That wraps up this episode of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I'm your host, Kelly Sharon, and I've been joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. We hope you enjoyed listening and playing along. If you did, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. We might even give you a shout out in a future episode. That wraps up this episode of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I'm your host, Kelly Sharon, and I've been joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. We hope you enjoyed listening and playing along. Our background and answer break music this week was Unsilenced by Ketza.
This has been a Pick and Shovel production recorded in Long Beach, California. Special thanks to Zach, Lydia, Abe, and all of our trivia buddies. Until next time, later, later taters. taters. I have my kombucha. <laughs> Is that a spiked kombucha? Yeah, it's really good though. It tastes, just tastes like hibiscus and berries. Mm, yeah. With benefit. Yeah, exactly. Not just detoxing benefits either. No, detox and retox. Retoxing. Yay. You can't slow us down. <laughs> no. It's a lifestyle. Ricky, did you mute yourself or is this a me problem? Wait, this is a me problem. Hold on. Say something. I'm giving up on you. <laughs> I'm going to grab a white claw real quick. BRB. Nice. Yeah, one of my favorite things about recording days is that I can just start drinking in the middle of the day. So I'm like, do you want me to be miserable and funny or just miserable? You know, <laughs> it's up to you. So our thing, since our listeners are trivia taters, because we just talk about tater tots all the time. Because <laughs> we're that cool. Very cool. <laughs> we have a new outro. We say later taters. Would you like to join in? Yes, of please. Course. Yeah, it's, it's really cool stuff we're up to over here. It's very cool. <laughs> no big deal.